Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're in Acts 25 and it's a continuation of Paul's uh, trial before various leaders and his actions because of that. Before we get started though, let's go ahead and open with a word of prayer. Father God, thank you for this day, this day in which so many wonderful things happen and that we get to live and know you, a day in which you take great interest in our life, that as we saw last time, yesterday, that when we're in our trials, when we're in our own prisons, you're there with us and you're telling us to be of good cheer. You're the one who can open the gates and free us from our self-imposed prisons or our man-made prisons. And Father, I just pray that as we go about this reading and we think about what's happened in our lives and what we fight against, the trials that we have and the prisons that we're enclosed in, I just pray that you would help us understand how you are the one who frees us, that you are the key to the lock, that you can open the door, and that you are the way. So Father, I pray today that it be your words that we hear, it be your spirit that would speak to ours, and that you'd be honored and glorified. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we're going to see that Paul stays faithful, understands God's plan, doesn't take the easy way out, and just keeps moving forward through the process. So in verse 1, it says, Three days after arriving in the province, Festus went up to Caesarea to Jer- from Caesarea to Jerusalem, where the chief priest and the Jewish leaders appeared before him and pre- presented their charges against Paul. They requested Festus as a favor to them to have Paul transferred to Jerusalem, for they were preparing an ambush to kill him along the way. Festus answered, Paul is being held in Caesarea, and I myself am going there soon. Let some of your leaders come with me, and if the man has done anything wrong, they can press charges against him there. So it's amazing that here's a guy who has a disagreement, and if he wasn't powerfully moving with God or by God, do you think that all these leaders would be involved? I mean, just think about it as we read more. After spending eight or ten days with them, Festus went down to Caesarea. The next day he convened the court and ordered that Paul be brought before him. When Paul came in, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him. They brought many serious charges against him, but they could not prove them. Then Paul made his defense. I have done nothing wrong against the Jewish law or against the temple or against Caesar. He covered his bases there. Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, said to Paul, Are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and stand trial before me there on these charges? Paul answered, I am now standing before Caesar's court where I ought to be tried. I have not done anything any wrong to the Jews, as you know yourself very well. If, however, I am guilty of doing anything deserving death, I do not refuse to die. But if the charges brought against me by these Jews are not true, no one has the right to hand me over to them. I appeal to Caesar. And as a Roman citizen, he can. After Festus had conferred with his counsel, he declared, You have appealed to Caesar, to Caesar you will go. 
A few days later, King Agrippa and Bernice arrived at Caesarea to pay their respects to Festus. Since they were spending many days there, Festus discussed Paul's case with the king. He said, there is a man here whom Felix left as a prisoner. It's like, hey, thanks, Felix. When I went to Jerusalem, the chief priest and the elders of the Jews brought charges against him and asked that he be condemned. I told them that it is not the Roman custom to hand over anyone before they have faced their accusers and have had an opportunity to defend themselves against the charges. When they came here with me, I did not delay the case, but convened the court the next day and ordered the man to be brought in. When his accusers got up to speak, they did not charge him with any of the crimes I had expected. Instead, they had some points of dispute with him about their own religion and about a dead man named Jesus, who Paul claimed was alive. I was at a loss how to investigate such a matter, so I asked if he would be willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial there on these charges. But when Paul made his appeal to be held over for the emperor's decision, I ordered him held until I could send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear this man myself. He replied, Tomorrow you will hear him. The next day Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp and entered the audience room with the high-ranking military officers and the prominent men of the city. Again, Paul gets the right and the ability to speak to the highest of the high amongst society through this, this imprisonment, through this discussion and dispute with the, uh, with the Jewish leaders. Festus said, King Agrippa and all who are present with us, you see this man. The whole Jewish community has petitioned me about him in Jerusalem and, and here in Caesarea, shouting that he ought not to live any longer. I found he had done nothing deserving of death, but because he made his appeal to the emperor, I decided to send him to Rome. So Paul didn't take the easy way out. He knew Festus was not finding anything against him. And he would have been like, oh. But he appealed to Caesar because he knew he had been told a few chapters ago to be of good cheer and that you'll be going to Rome. Therefore, I have brought him before all of you, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that as a result of this, this investigation, I may have something to write. For I think it is unreasonable to send a prisoner to Rome without specifying the charges against them. So the key th part that I take away from this is Paul didn't take the easy road. He didn't take the easy way out. And I can draw some correlations and whatnot, but so many of the great people of our society don't take the easy way out. And I think of today, a day when Roe versus Wade is overturned, that you think about those women who once it was enforced and the ruling was initially given back in 50 years ago, those women who disagreed set up crisis pregnancy centers and they voted and they sought help but they were put down and everyone told them that this is the law of the land. We even had an elected some presidents that were pro-life, but they never even met with them on the day of life, the day of life marches and stuff. They never went. They gave us lip service, but those women didn't give up. They continued to have their, their centers to help women and fight for the cause that they believed in. And now today, they've won, and life 
has become more meaningful and protected. I'm not sure where you stand, but this ruling simply puts it back into the state's purview. It's not a national law any longer. So anyways, with that, I just think of who takes the hard road? Who keeps going when it's, when it's difficult? <clears throat> well, Paul does. He didn't take the easy road. He knew he needed to go to Rome and that God had work for him there. <clears throat> These women, they didn't take the easy road. Our soldiers don't take the easy road. So everyone who does something good, 99.9% of the time, it's not easy. But God is with us. Yesterday we talked about the prisons that we've built for ourselves. I have friends, family even, who had abortions and it dealt with them. It harmed them with guilt for years, for decades. I've also had friends who have been drug addicts and the impact on their life and their families, but they got clean. It was never easy. Sure wasn't simple, but it was worth it. And they achieved great things. There was healing for all of them. So with that, I just encourage you if you're in your own predicament that you have your own prison if you're struggling it isn't necessarily going to be easy but God is with us he has a plan for us and he's walking beside us and if we turn to him he will carry us Lord Jesus thank you for this day thank you for all that you've done I'm so grateful for your love, your mercy. I'm grateful for your strength when I'm weak and a failure. I'm thankful that you pick me up and walk with me and carry me. I just pray you'd be with us today and that you'd be honored and glorified by what we do, say, and think. May our spirits be filled with yours and may we commune with you on a close, intimate level. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a fabulous day.